Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the On the Pony Express podcast. I am Billy Embody, back from a busy weekend of camps, as well as a busy weekend of recruiting for SMU. And we're going to get to a lot of that. We've got two podcasts this week coming at you. One later on that's going to preview the big official visit weekend. If you're on the site, you've seen us starting to add more and more visitors to the June 10th official visit weekend. That is going to be huge, so you're going to want to be on the site for all of that. We'll talk a lot more about the official visit weekend later on. You'll also hear from SMU linebacker Jimmy Phillips on this edition of the podcast. He joined us to talk a little bit about the coaching transition at SMU, what it's like in the new defense under Scott Simons, as well as talk about what it's like uh, being from Mesquite, now putting on his own football camp, giving back to his community. So appreciate Jimmy for jumping on board with us. But I want to break this down like this. We've got some camp takeaways. We've got some recruiting takeaways for you guys that'll come later this week when we preview the official visit podcast. But SMU picked up three commitments since we last talked, and I wanted to run that down for you guys as a trio of offensive players jumped on board uh, to join SMU's 2023 class. Quarterback Keldrick Luster out of McKinney High, offensive lineman Reagan Gill, and offensive lineman uh, Richter Connolly. Uh, Richter coming from uh, Seminole High School and Reagan Gill coming from uh, the Houston area, from Jersey Village, both committed after being on campus Thursday for unofficial visits. So let's lead off with the headliner. We spoke with Keldrick Luster after his commitment, uh, and this is somebody that uh, since you know Rhett Lashley and his staff took over, we dropped notes at our prior stop, we said, don't be surprised if Keldrick Luster ends up getting an offer. SMU evaluated him, saw him out at the spring, uh, and went ahead and, and offered him last month. And he quickly jumped on board. He told us that you know, this has been coming for a while. Uh, he really wanted to get on board. He felt at home. He felt like playing in front of his family and friends was critical. And SMU staff hammered home with him. You know, They see a little bit of Derek King with him. Uh, Johnny Brewer was very key in this recruitment, and they've been talking to him for a while. So this wasn't necessarily out of the blue. Uh, He had a huge junior year uh, at Frisco Liberty uh, where he was just one of the best passers in the area and was able to to really be uh, that guy that SMU said, you know what, we've taken our shots with some bigger name prospects. And by the way, they still are. They offered Chris Parson, the Florida State four-star quarterback, and it wouldn't shock me if SMU still pursued him. But this is somebody right down the road, district MVP at Frisco Liberty, completed 68% of his passes for 3,400 yards, 30 touchdowns, and just four interceptions, as well as adding 182 uh, rushing attempts for 1,579 yards and 23 scores on the ground. This was a terrific pickup as far as somebody who is productive, accurate, um, and does it both in the passing game and running game. If you look at the two quarterbacks SMU now has under Rhett Lashley, just as far as high school recruits in Kevin Henry Jennings and Keldrick Luster, two pretty similar built type of guys. Keldrick Luster kind of built a little bit more so like a running back, about 5'10 or so, 210, and and somebody that, you know, SMU is is pretty high on overall um, just because of, you know, what that build, uh, you know, brings to the table. He's, they've got that familiarity with that type of a prospect. So Keldrick Luster, 
uh, is the first quarterback committed in the class. Uh, I really like the pickup. I think he's somebody that, you know, at at McKinney uh, is going to push that program over the top, get them into the playoffs. They they have some talent. Uh, Christian Ford, uh, the 2023 safety SMU's on, uh, is at McKinney. They've got a few really, really up-and-coming juniors, uh, soon-to-be juniors that are impressive. And so that team is, is kind of on the rise up there. So I'm looking forward to getting to see him in action with McKinney this year. Now let's flip over to the offensive line. Richter Connolly, uh, I actually got to look at him while he was on campus for the Thursday uh, barbecue that SMU staff held. Uh, he walked right by me with his family. Really good-looking prospect as far as no bad weight, um, has the right build that you want, uh, and is just kind of a, 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 a you know kind of a country boy. Um, you know, very much uh, somebody that is going to be really interesting to see how he develops. He's about 6'6", 270. He's played a lot of defensive line. He's played some offensive line. And he went ahead and announced his commitment to SMU over offers from North Texas, Louisiana Tech, UNLV, Texas State, and others. This is somebody who placed fifth in the class for a shot put uh, at the state championships this spring. And I just think when you're looking at offensive linemen and the way these guys are built, he at least fits the mold of what you want. Um, he's not somebody that is you know, rail thin that, that is going to have to really pack up, pack on a lot of weight. Uh, he's not fat by any means. Uh, he just has the right build. So I like the pickup of Richter Connolly. I think he's somebody that could pick up some bigger offers later on in his recruitment. Uh, and as somebody that, you know, cr credit to Garen Justice and his staff, he's got three offensive linemen committed. You know SMU is probably going to hit the transfer portal in some respect at that position as well. I think this is a really good group of kind of building blocks for this class. Um, you know, it doesn't have to be a massive class. I think the three offensive linemen are good takes for SMU, and and they got to the point where they're ready to take all three of them. So Reagan Gill rounds out the, gr the group, uh, held offers from North Texas, UTSA, Tulane, Louisiana Tech, and others. Again, he was on campus as well. I didn't get a look at him, but you turn on the tape with Reagan Gill and another 6'6", 315-pounder. Um, I, I think the big difference we're seeing with SMU so far in the Rhett Lashley era, era as Garen Justif Justice is running things is the prototypical size of offensive linemen that they're going after. Um, this, is, this is not a, um, necessarily a, a, a group that really um, you know, stands out as far as needing to gain a ton of weight or, oh, you can see it years down the road where he's going to be able to carry this. And um, they're, not, they're not necessarily going after that right now, it appears. And, and, and that's kind of reflected in a lot of the offers that they went after. Um, so I, I think Reagan Gill has that prototypical size. Uh, he's somebody that I think you know, stands out on the edge, probably could kick inside a little bit as well. Um, and, and again, SMU uh, was ready to take his commitment. He, he's somebody that uh, you know, checked out UTSA, checked out North Texas, had just picked up UNLV, but uh, op opted to go ahead and shut things down and jump on board. Um, and his younger brother is Landon, Landon Gill, a 2024 quarterback uh, who's coming up as well and looks like he might be a prospect as well. So maybe a long-term play, taking Reagan Gill uh, as a part of this class. And um, again, this is, a, this is a group that is that has the prototypical size right off the bat. Um, to be, you know, to be able to hold their own uh, right away. So 
I like the take um, with Reagan Gill as well. And, uh, you know, I think SMU is very comfortable with where they're at uh, as far as 2023 offensive linemen in the class. Now, what's next for SMU? Addressing the defensive side of the ball is going to continue to be something they're going to want to do. This is a, a class that is about to, you know, hit campus in a big way as far as defenders uh, coming in town for that official visit. They're going to have some of their top targets on campus. I think the defensive side of the ball could be next as far as, uh, you know, making a run. Uh, when you look at who they're going to have on campus, you know, they, they have three wide receivers committed um, or two wide receivers committed, I'm sorry, Jackson Lavender and Randy Reese. They also have Brandon Mayazono and Abdul Muhammad on the defensive side of the ball. But they need to address that defensive side of the ball, and they're bringing in a lot of a lot of official visitors this weekend uh, to you know get, maybe get a jump start um, or renew that that kind of momentum that they have on the offensive side of the ball, a little bit more so on the defensive side of the ball. Um, and we posted a lot of those visitors on on theponyexpress.com, so go ahead and check those out. Uh, we'll be back to preview the whole official visit weekend later on. Uh, this week, as well as run down our camp takeaways. I didn't want to do a massive podcast and and then, uh, you know, leave you with a short one later this week. Uh, so I kind of divided those things up. Um, but our takeaways are on uh, the site for you guys from camp. Uh, Liam and I were out there, have our notebooks as well. So make sure you check those out. You can only get takeaways from the Dallas Showcase on our site, on theponyexpress.com. Check us out for a seven-day free trial and get covered throughout that whole official visit weekend, uh, as well as uh, the rest of you know the summer once you stay on with us uh, for a month-to-month subscription for just 10 bucks. So with that, I'm going to get you guys to our interview today. Had a really good time catching up with Jimmy Phillips. He's honestly become one of, I think, the, the, the more underappreciated, really good players SMU's had in the past few years. Um, quietly was second on the team in tackles. Uh, really, really broke out last year as his first first year as a starter I think you'll find some of the stuff he says about waiting his turn very interesting um, just a really good really good uh you know guy who's entering what's, what's probably the final year uh of his uh, career at SMU he's played a ton of football for the Mustang so with that being said let's get to our interview with SMU linebacker Jimmy Phillips it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to the On the Pony Express podcast. I'm Billy Embody, and joining me now is SMU linebacker Jimmy Phillips, one of the leaders on the team, one of the top returning players 
for the Mustangs. Jimmy taking a little bit of time out from his busy schedule as he just got back into the lab with SMU this summer to get ready for fall camp. He's got a youth camp coming up. We've got a lot of things to touch on with Jimmy. So, Jimmy, thanks so much for the time, man. How are you? Good. Thanks for having me. Anytime, man. Anytime. So, Let's let's kind of talk through a little bit of your career. You've played every season here at SMU in in some capacity. 11 games as a freshman, 13 games as a sophomore, 10 games as a junior, and then you broke out broke out as a starter last year. What's what's the the run been like for you since you arrived on campus to where you are now? Uh, my say just understanding my role, how I can help the team out. Uh, when I was a freshman. I was just a special teams guy, and I just had to understand that and just see how I can make the team better. And just with me getting older and having my experience and playing with confidence, I was able to become a starter last year and and really show out. And, and you've moved around positions. I mean, you were linebacker. You played a little bit at kind of like a defensive end edge role. Yeah. Now, now you're back at linebacker. That, that seems to be your, your best spot, your natural spot. What, mm -hmm. what have you felt uh, like you've shown the most at that position uh, since you settled back in there? Um, I haven't really shown anything yet. Well, game wise at inside backer, but um, a lot of my coaches keep telling me that inside linebacker will be my league position. And I started planning during last year for our camp, and um, I enjoyed it. I liked the challenge that I was getting, but for the team, I had to play outside linebacker last year. But um, just playing inside linebacker, it's been really fun, just, just adjusting. I feel like I'm really good with adjusting things, having a transition. So this year, I'm just ready to show who I am and how good I am inside linebacker. Last year, I mean, you you, you – you know, had had that first year as a starter, 60 tackles, uh, team high 39. You you were second on the team in total tackles. Uh, PFF had you as an all AAC guy. You know, what are your goals now entering this this 2022 season uh, and, and with Scott Simons uh, now calling the defense? For me personally, it's just to show that I'm an uh, all-conference player to give, my, give myself a chance to get to the NFL before this team just has this defense going unnoticed. You think about SMU, you hear about SMU, you know about the offense. You know what they're going to do. But defensively, you don't know what defense is going to come out lately. So with Coach, uh, Coach Thomas and his defense, we just want to show that we're not just a shadow to the offense. What was the spring like with him? You know, not only is the defensive coordinator, uh, you know, coming in and is new, but he's also your position coach. Is there extra pressure when he's, you know, calling the defense, run, you know, running the show that, that you've got to be – you know, on, on point? I won't say the extra pressure. It comes with the territory, playing inside linebacker. But it's just um, just trusting him, trusting what his, his scheme is, and knowing his awards, where he came from. Um, previously, he had a top defense. So it's just buying into it and just listen to Coach Simons. And he's been helping me grow over the spring. So I'm excited for we'll see what we can do. You know, you, you, you decide to come back. Uh, to SMU and and return and and be a part of this new era with Rhett Lashley, was there any was there any point that you said well maybe I need to try somewhere else? I broke out, I got some tape, and you know mm -hmm. maybe go some somewhere else, or or were you always you know locked in on on finishing uh, the, your career at SMU? After the ball game, it was just to see where I wanted to be at. <clears throat> Excuse me. 
I really wanted to take my chance in the NFL, but I knew the best thing for me was to coming back for one more year in college and to, you know, raise my stock, make some more money. But uh, it was just, yeah, late December. I thought about transferring somewhere else, but um, my dad called me one day and he was just telling me to listen and while he wanted me to stay at SMU, finish it out. And then later that night, um, I found out he was having a heart attack. And ever since then, I just always been at SMU. Wow. I, one, I, I didn't know that. Know that is is he okay? He's bouncing, yes, bouncing, ba- bouncing back and he's ready to get back in the stands and, and watch you this fall? Yeah. He was first trying to fight it out. But uh, my sister was at home, so she was able to drop to the hospital. And they caught in something, had a procedure segment. Um, what's the word for? Just kind of clean things up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, that that's good. I mean, obviously, I'm mean, very, very happy to hear that, and that he'll be back in the stands and be able to watch you. I mean, that probably makes you know this upcoming season even even more special for you to you know still have him here with you um, for this. I mean, what's it like being a guy from you know right down the road in 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 Mesquite and and being able to play in front of so many family and friends? Oh, um, my state is special because a lot of people, you have a lot of people come. Um, over the years, I've been having like a lot of family members come see me. And it's just, uh, it's just a ton of support. You know, Mesquite is right down the street, 20 minutes away. So whenever I go to Mesquite, it's like, I'm, I'm, I'm home. And it's very special. It's surreal, really. And it's just crazy how I was blessed to be 20 minutes from home. I can see my family every week. Some guys can never see their family. So I just make sure I don't take that for granted. Um, you, you mentioned Mesquite. You're, you've got your youth camp coming up on uh, June 11th, I believe. I mean, what what prompted that, and and just how excited are you to to give back to the Mesquite community? Growing up, I never had like um, I have like NFL college players to come back. You know, NIL wise, no one ever had like their own camp or whatnot. So um, I always want to do something for this, for the community. And I just think it was a great chance for me to have this youth camp and I want to have it annually and just do something back, do something, give the, uh, give back to the city of Mesquite. Cause it'd be a lot of players, a lot of college uh, D1 players, D1 athletes run through Mesquite. So I just wanted to showcase that. Yeah. SMU, I mean, has had a good run of you guys. I mean, you're Reggie and you and, um, you know, putting together a camp like that. What, what have you learned about yourself, you know, being able to, you know, put together a camp like that? I mean, it sounds like there's NIL in, involved in you being able to make it happen. Just what's the process been like and what's the, what's the plan for, you know, these uh, third through eighth graders that will be in attendance? The biggest lesson I got from this is uh, the legal side of it. I didn't know how much it, how much legal goes into it, but I thought it was just get these kids signed up, let's have a camp, and nah, you got to have, like, insurance and whatnot. But um, I'm excited for these kids. Um, we don't want to do nothing too crazy. Have a couple of drills here and there. <laughs> let the kids play around. But I just want the kids to really have fun, enjoy the games, want being with us, and just have like a good energy, good vibe at the camp. Well, that's awesome, man. Congrats on that, and and looking forward to hearing <laughs> about it for for years to come. Now, what uh, you know, off the field, what what has been the the introduction of NIL and and you know being able to do things like that. Uh, been like for you? I mean, have you have you been able to capitalize on it a little bit? Yes, I have. Um, 
I was able to be the first player to sign. So, I mean, it's been fun, really, to me. And able to have, like, a little clothing line to go with it. It's been really exciting just to uh, capitalize on it. A lot of people didn't have this opportunity, and they won't. So, and it's only going to get bigger. So, I really can say that I really – I feel like I took a full advantage of NIL. Well, that, that's awesome. And, and all right, now, so let's go back to the team. You, you've got You've got this season coming up high expectations you guys return a lot of talent you guys also you know have some players that that left where, where do you see this team at entering the summer and and what's next in terms of taking the step um you know to to putting together a team that can be right there again for a conference championship oh my say let's just work together through the summer workouts learning uh, learn both playbooks and just being excited to be with each other um from my history from last year is towards the end, we didn't really was excited to be there. So my main thing is us wanting to play with each other because I really feel like we can have a, a, a good a, a good run for us to have chances to play for the conference championship. And that's all of our goals. And we've never been able to do that here. So that's the, that's just the big thing. Uh, you guys added, you know, quite a few transfers into the mix. You, some of them came yes, in the spring uh, with Quan and Shannon. Uh, what was what was the spring learning, you know, with them, the new defense and, and getting together with them? And then, you know, you guys are adding Cam Farrar into the mix in that linebacker room. Uh, you know, what what was what was the linebacker room like this spring? And, and you know, how how confident are you in it, uh, you know, being being that group that can, you know, run the defense in the middle? Yeah, I say it was uh, over the spring. It's been really fun. It's been very competitive. Um, I say Shannon and Kwan, they bring they brought this room to a, a big standard. Uh, and I'm excited to see what Cam can do when he get when he join us. But really, we know the focus point on this team is the defense, the, the linebackers. Who we're gonna run the show? So um, I think during the spring we did a great job of just um, building that chemistry with each other, playing hard, and playing together. And trust one another. So I'm excited to see what we can do. But I feel like we'll be the best on the field. And now you're back in the weight room with Coach Grizz and his staff. What what were some of the goals that they put together for you as, as far as getting ready for fall camp in this season? You said for me? <laughs> yeah, for you. I'm getting stronger. Get my little weight up. And just uh, being vocal, being a leader. I never been in that, that leadership role that has to be vocal. So this is time for me to step up and be that. So that's really the uh, goals for me. What did you pick up from you know guys like Delano and and Shane Haley over the past? You know, playing alongside them to to kind of help you, you know, see what it what it is like to you know be be a leader and and have to you know step out and and you know show that leadership role. I would say. Um, being patient and being patient and uh, you can't have bad days. You're always going to be on top of your game because the team will get you to lead. They look at you to motivate and just being around Delano and Shane. Uh, they just, I say last year, they inspired me to be the best I can be. I didn't want to let them down. So I'm hoping I can just hop in that role and bring guys with me like they did with me. Well, that's awesome. Well, Look, won't take any more of your time. We really appreciate you jumping on the podcast, shedding a little light on the youth camp, uh, what it's like under the new uh, staff and uh, just everything, really. We covered a lot of ground. And uh, like I said, I appreciate you coming on and, and 
hopefully we'll get you yes, back sir. on and, and, and we'll talk more during the season. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. Awesome. Thanks a lot, Jimmy, for joining us. And that's been this edition of the On the Pony Express podcast. We appreciate you guys listening. Appreciate Jimmy coming on. And we hope you guys have a great rest of the week and we'll catch you next time.